Hello and welcome to episode 35 of the Rough Dub Podcast. It is your Super Bowl, sort of Pro Bowl edition of the uh, of the podcast. We are down to two teams in the NFL, the New England Patriots and the Los Angeles Rams. What a weekend of football, boys! Oh yes, the two best teams did actually show up. The Dulcet Tones yeah, of Tim Rodriguez. Yeah, the uh, the two best teams, the <laughs> AFC versus the NFC in the Pro Bowl. Yep, yep. <laughs> Matt Armstrong there, no. and then uh, we've also got Marin Mike Roy. Not not the greatest weekend for the NFL referee committee, Oof. but uh, oh yeah, it, it, it was a bad guys. game. Yeah, uh, yeah the referees are pretty teams. brutal on both. Of Should we? Why don't, why don't we start? Yeah, teams. let's let's get into the refs by actually talking about last week's games. I mean. Really, yeah. The the referees aside, two incredible uh, games. And by by, I think yeah. for the first time in a few years, I felt like these were clearly the four best teams. Oh, they were. Um, both sides, both teams. These were clearly the two best teams. Both te- uh, every team showed up. There was no bullshit. <laughs> and, yeah, no ma- no major mistakes on, on the no teams. Ma- like, no no turnovers. Like no um, like. Going for it in bad situations, kind of. There were, I mean, there were a couple that you could criticize that are getting overshadowed from the Saints game. I thought yeah, Peyton... Tom Brady's pick on the two yard. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, but let's let's well, see the Rams, fourth, let's see Rams the, Saints first because um, there's the, the obviously the fourth the, the and call. one that turned into a field goal, like the fourth and inches that they kicked a field goal instead. Like, okay, I, I mean, you could have been like, why didn't you guys chance it there? But. Right. I mean, they took the points. I, I can understand that in that type of situation. Like, the game was still really close. It was back and forth. Like, I, I get it. Like, it's not a great decision. Like, I would I would have fucking gone for it in that situation. But, you know, I definitely understand. Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about that game. Rams 26, Saints 23. Fucking 13-0 Saints lead at home. And the Rams come back and take the game away from them in the end. Kind of uh, a tale of two, like two really halves. two games. Yeah. I, I'm not even sure it's two yeah. halves because really the Saints yeah, played mean, one good half not, or one good quarter. Really, Sorry, yeah, one good quarter. Like, you look at the the lead that they built. They they had great field position, obviously off of the the second drive on the the interception. They they only got field goals. They they never converted for touchdowns. Yep. Really, yep. They could have just buried them. Really. Yeah, the Rams defense really showed up in that game. Um, they really did because they they held in really bad situations, especially early on in that game, with uh, you know bad passes, deflected passes that turned into interceptions, um, and, and they held strong through they shut down all, the run. all that turmoil. That was I thought really embarrassing for the the Saints to not be able to run. I mean, Ingram nine carries for thirty one yards, Kamara eight carries for fifteen yards. That is not that is not a recipe for success. Yeah, they yep. pretty much stuck with Ingram up the middle and uh, a Camara on like you know screens and slants and like out of the backfield like as a receiver the whole game. Uh, interesting. I mean, a Camara was slicing them up though. So either the Rams you know started like boxing them out at the line like getting the, getting shots on them or try to bottle them up. But I thought they should have ridden him harder like with these slants and screens because he can beat any linebacker. He had 11, 11 receptions. Uh, another guy who probably didn't, I, I mean, certainly was not much of a factor, uh, Michael Thomas. You know, one of the top, yeah. top two or three receivers in the league, depending on where we, you We had three, three receptions in that four, game? Four, four catches for 36 yards. Yeah. 
Yeah, not great. That doesn't feel like top three receiver in the in the league uh, type numbers in, in a game like that. So certainly very disappointing for them. And I I thought Breeze was actually quite bad. I uh, see. Like when you say Michael Thomas had a big bad game, I think they had a bad game plan, right? Like Thomas uh, rolled them like a couple weeks ago, and he didn't seem like he was like the first option uh, very often in that game. They seem they, well, they want to stick with Ingram and, and Kamara, yeah. and they weren't doing too much action. So it's like kind of it's time. I, to I totally agree with Army on this point. They decided early on. Oh, I mean, I, I guess it was be late in the first half that they were going to exclusively use the running backs out of the backfield as pass catchers because there was a there was a series of drives where they literally on almost every single play threw to Ingram. Or, or Camara, almost right, on every yeah. single play. Yeah, wouldn't you think like, all right, you have you know Larry Fitzgerald, Antonio Brown, like those kinds of players. Like, fuck it, I'm gonna run a, a, a fucking post route and throw it up in the air and see if he catches it. They never ran that play the entire game. Um, nope, no, they definitely did not. I totally agree with you on that fact. Like, <laughs> like I, I think they um, in the first half they had a stat line where it had. Kamara and Ingram out of the backfield for catching. Uh, it was 180 yards, and they had uh, they had the rest of the team for 73 yards in terms of catching the ball. Yeah, I'm gonna send you guys. The first half. I'm gonna send you guys a, a little video clip. There was a uh, question Warren Sharp uh, brought up this week. What happened to the Drew Brees deep ball? So before Thanksgiving, 63 percent. Uh, completion rate throwing deep, 18 yards per attempt, six touchdowns, no picks, 144 quarterback rating. Thanksgiving Day, he takes a monstrous hit, the one I just sent you, um, trying to stop a run back on a touchdown. Since after the Thanksgiving game, 41% from 63% completion percentage. 10 yards per attempt, down from 18. One to two touchdown to interception ratio, down from six to zero. And a 63 quarterback rating. So any that's any throw over 15 yards in the air. Um, so, yeah, I think... I think you could totally see that on on their stretches all the way down Dang. down at the end of the the year was that like their offense didn't look like they were able to stretch the ball like they they had been early in the year when they were on their whatever eleven game win streak. Yeah, um, and, and when you condense the field against a, a team like the Rams where they're so focused in the front seven that that can only help them uh, defend you. Definitely. Yeah, the Rams uh, seem to get a lot of pressure on Breeze the whole game. Like, I think yep. only one sack officially, but he was just, like, running, scrambling. There was pressure in his face, whereas I was, like, yelling for the Saints to get after Jerry Goff, and I was like, there was no pressure. He had mm-hmm, all day to mm-hmm. throw. He was dancing around, and I was like, this seemed not that the Saints had a, like, uh, this great pass rush all of a sudden, but just kind of on both sides, a lack of pressure, but the Rams were pressuring, and Breeze didn't have a whole lot of time. Yeah, very unimpressive for a, a home favorite like that to – to really, I thought of the four teams that played this weekend, they played the worst uh, oh, by yeah. by by a good amount. I mean, the Rams played well, but the Saints really they the bad. They, yeah. They, yeah, they had poor play calling, they had poor execution. I, I really Breeze, man, that really he he is firmly out of the conversation that we were talking about earlier of like the the top tier all time quarterbacks. Like again, we're all in the context of like, yep, you're on the Hall of Fame, but he's he's not even close to the top tier. He was pretty disappointing. Not yeah, I, I, I totally agree with um, what you had to say there. Um, I, they had more sacks than that because they, they had two sacks on one drive. I'm not sure what the exact stat, it, stat is, but like 
uh, the, the Rams. The Rams had two sacks oh, yeah, in one drive. Sacking Breeze left. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's two, two sacks, and then he also had two carries for negative two yards. So you could count those differently, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So, so uh, I mean, they consider, though, I guess negative uh, run plays by quarterback are technically considered sacks. So I guess roughly four sacks. Yeah. And, um, yeah, because, I mean, they were, they were on a lot of long third down plays. And so there was a lot of pressure in the, in their face, basically all game long after that initial like jolt that the saints put on them with the turnovers and strong offense performance early on. Should there, by the way, should there be questions about the saints coaching with the lead? Because this is the same team that blew a monstrous lead in Seattle, uh, you know, quite, quite, quite a few years ago, but that's the same coach, right? Um, Yeah. Same guy. So I don't know. I don't, yeah, they, they feel like a team that doesn't show up as often as they should. Oh, Gary, Gary Payton was on the way out a couple of years back. Remember? They were having talks. Back when he was about, on like, the, with uh, Sean Kemp on the Supersonics? Yeah, on the Sonics. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Payton? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, he was on his way out because of that scandal with gate. Greg yeah. Williams. Yeah. That, that was the only reason. It was like a semi-PR, like, oh, yeah, we're thinking yeah. about firing this guy, but... I don't think that was ever going to happen. Yeah, he missed that entire year. He was suspended, right, for yeah. for ban for a whole year or something. So yeah. like, I, I never believed that. Like, I, I still think, yeah, it's just the same the same thing with Andy Reid. Like, you can't fire this guy. He's clearly better than replacement level. The majority. Yeah. yeah. But um, he, oh, he, has his, he has his tendencies, and he's like a little thick headed on like the way he he calls games and like how he wants to coach the team. But uh, yeah, oh, yeah. They, jump out to 13 points and they they really did nothing for the rest of the game sure the rams have like i don't think they have a good defense but like they it looked like the saints had a bad play play set and if if wes's uh you know evidence that maybe uh they had better evidence that like drew really can't throw that far because like his arm hurts or something like that like okay we just won't know that information like same with uh the the Patriots cornerback like we'll never know what the real reason yeah, but like but yeah what if they just said like oh you know he was fucking like inting in practice like, <laughs> he's fucking Rob Nen out there right well, yeah like, that's, that's, that's the thing with the NFL that's the thing with the NFL the they keep the doctors reports really close to the vest I mean, and, especially and, those and, teams yeah the Saints and Pats like they just like oh yeah. Uh, so like yeah, I was looking. I was trying to look up injury reports and like both teams. Like everyone is a hundred percent. Like Rob Gronkowski is never <laughs> going to be one hundred percent ever again. So, like, that's a, that's obviously a, the injury report is not correct. But like yeah, they're just both going to say like oh yeah, you know Stubbs his toe, he's okay. Like like oh no, he has a broken foot. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, also the NFL pays off players to oh, not yeah. divulge, <laughs> divulge all the injuries they actually had. Goodell is so, How dare you? Oh, man, what a bunch of cowards. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say they're, the, the players are cowards. I will, <laughs> I'll gladly say the, the, the players bust their asses every week. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ever say that the NFL players are coward and that they and that they take some serious hits. I mean, especially back in the day. I mean, you watch like a game from the 70s or 80s, you're just like, wow, that was allowed. 
Tim has like a 24-hour subscription to the NFL. No, I literally watched the 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 most disgusting game ever played it was <laughs> the bears it was the 84 bears and the 84 right, raiders McMahon, right yeah mcmahon and literally <laughs> oh there was a goodness. play three quarterbacks were taking out in that game and the punter was the emergency quarterback in that game and he's like fuck that i'm not getting on the field like you can't force me on that field and and literally a quarterback who is clearly concussed and bleeding out of his ears and nose went back on the field to finish out that game because the kicker refused to go on the field. Yeah, <laughs> and, and this is this is the type of stuff that would go on for, and this went on for decades in the NFL. Just, I'm gonna so, send you. I just watched the when you started talking about old big hits. I, I this this is the one I think of. Uh, I mean, there are millions of them, but the, we're we're looking at the Montana. Getting lit up by. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it it wasn't Lawrence Taylor, right? No, no, no. It was uh, Leonard Marshall. Leonard Marshall. Okay, yeah. Leonard Marshall uh, came. He got. He got clipped early on in the in the run. I'm gonna need to see it. I've seen it multiple times. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Like he he like break breaks his hip and like all his fingers and like he he broke he broke his back in two two places. He broke his wrist, his forearm. Like, because Leonard Marshall, so early on in the play, Leonard Marshall gets clipped. He's on the ground, rolling around. And so Mar- so Joe Montana, does a, he thinks he's out of the play. And he gets up and just bolts full speed. And Joe Montana is kind of rolling out to his right. And he's like, oh, I got plenty of time. And when he lifts his arm into throwing position, Leonard Marshall just sticks his helmet right into his spine and just the, breaks. The it. announcers are great too. Like, I don't think Montana's gonna come back in this game. <laughs> like, yeah, he like died. <laughs> yeah, he literally almost it, died. They, everyone was so naive to like, oh, you know, he'll he'll walk it off. Like that that was the time back then. It's like, oh yeah, just give him a walker and he'll he'll be able to play the next down. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh he literally thought he died on the field. Like you listen to Joe Montana speak about that hit, and he's right. like, Yeah, I thought I was gonna die on the field he because I was in so up, much which pain. Is incredible. Right. Yeah. He he said uh my entire right half of my body was numb. He's like, I couldn't feel my I couldn't feel my wrist, I couldn't feel my arm. I had no clue that my wrist and my arm were broken because my uh my back was so messed up. Yeah, I th- I think uh so if we transition back into into this game, the Saints Rams, like uh it's great because like one of our long standing opinions about uh the replay system pass interference calls is like there should always there should be an option to challenge. Like there have been um you know, like report that like it's just not possible. It's not a part of like the referees association. Like, there's no way of like verifying like <laughs> you know what is PI. But like, if you can't overturn a call like that, like that was abysmal. That was that was yeah. That was a harder was... hit than the Montana hit. <laughs> <laughs> no, easy. The guy got up after that one. Come on, that I... was a brutal hit. Don't get me wrong. That was a brutal hit, and that guy definitely looked like he got jacked up a little bit. <laughs> Come on, he walked off of the field <laughs> yeah. without yeah, any. The whole, the whole thing is suspicious because, like, 
Oh, it was all right. All right, there's no. All right, so hey, maybe he got there on the t- uh, at the same time as the ball. No, right, he did. So he yeah. did. It was a like, like, right, right. We can see it was live. We can see that, but like he went helmet to helmet. So like, what happened to that, that call? Too. That yep. used to be like, yeah, you know, very easy to call. You hear that right on the field. You hear that crunch is very unique. It's like, ooh, you have For to throw sure. the flag. And maybe you pick it up. Maybe he he hit him in the shoulder pads really hard, and that was the sound you heard. But like, those are no. two penalties that were like very heavily uh, like targeted at the beginning of the year. Remember, it was going to be like a huge like, oh, how are they going to like actually referee this game anymore? Because like, there's head to head on every play. And then you know, after like two three weeks, they basically faded away from it with no like actual written down rule change. Um, but like uh, it all, the eight referees on the field didn't see that. That's, that's kind of suspicious. So, um, I, I mean, the thing that referees have been rigging the NFL has been going on for years. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I mean, when you watch a, a play like that, it's pretty tough to like deny Something was was going yeah. on in New York at, at <laughs> yeah, that there's point. There's nothing going yeah. on the rest of the field. Like if you call like a holding call, there's like a you know you you run a, a HB toss and there's like a bunch of holds and you miss that. Like okay, whatever. But like there's there's the the deep ref and the two side side refs and all three of them missed that. The only play that was happening in there. The guy area. got murdered. You sh- if you're watching the yeah. ball, you see him get fucking destroyed. Like yeah. it's, it'd be like yep. if somebody got hit by a car and you're standing next to them on the sidewalk and you didn't notice. Like unbelievable. Yeah. It, yeah. Exactly. No, guys. People have been talking about NFL game. Well, especially in the playoffs. I'm not sure about regular season, but definitely in the playoffs, that the NFL definitely steps in in certain situations and says, "Hey, call it light this, this right now." Dude, I'm you I'm know? perfectly fine with that, dude. When the Niners and the Seahawks played. There was fucking holding P.I. Every other play. Yeah, yeah. Both, both it was sides. brutal. Both yeah, both sides. Yeah, that game was brutal. You know, you're you're known as like a, a, a star defense. You can't let people get open. You're just holding people the whole time. It's like you're not going to throw on like, oh, hey, they're both going for the ball. Like, we're just not going to throw a flag there. Even if it's like clearly Richard Sherman is holding the whole time. It's like, no, that's just good defense. Whereas this is like blatantly, this guy just like, you know, sacked the receiver while the ball's in the air. Like, where, where are your eyeballs on that one? I just watched the McMahon hit again. That, that's a little more blatant, but not really. <laughs> no, literally, the the play is over. It, the whistle's blown. The ball has already been dropped, and it's, and the guy gets picked up. And dropped on yeah, his he's head. Like, he's he's stopped jogging. He's like walking to the line, <laughs> and he gets piled. And the guy runs. The guy runs up to him, picks him up off the ground, and drops him on his head. Straight up. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, pretty pretty remarkable to see some of this stuff. This is a great clip, by the way. Dirtiest cheap shots in NFL history. Parentheses. Dirty. Yeah. Dirty. <laughs> in, 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 case, want, it, in case the first dirty wasn't enough to tell you these hits are going to be nasty. And he wasn't even uh, suspended, or he wasn't even like uh, expelled from the game. Like he just got a 15-yard penalty for knocking yeah, out the quarterback. He's gonna play in the Super Bowl. 
the guy on the, uh, on the uh, Rams, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. oh, yeah. guaranteed. Yeah, clean play, no penalty, no penalty. Yeah, he, it's... He'll get a, he, he might get a fine. He'll get a fine for shit. the late, uh, for the high hit. But I mean, who gives a shit? He's gonna get the if he ends up winning next week, he'll get the five uh, the five hundred thousand dollar bonus that they get for winning the Super Bowl. So, no. right, they don't get a five thousand. They get like five hundred thousand. No, no, they get a big bonus for winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> no way they do. No way they do, Tim. <laughs> It's funny that, like, well, it's not funny, but, like, this is going to be remembered as the, the P.I. game, for sure. But they, oh, for they sure. threw the game. I, I, won't, I won't forget that part of it. Like, they they really too. should have won that game. Yeah, it's also I mean, guaranteed that they're going to score a touchdown on that. They fucked up in the red zone so many times in that game. Like, oh, sure they, they get the bleed the clock and that's kick an extra point, though. That, that, is, yeah. that is also true. Yeah, so they were gonna they, run, There was going to be, like, 10 seconds or 20 seconds left on the clock. Because uh, the the Rams at that point only had two timeouts. So, I mean, they could have literally ran the ball three times and ran that clock down to about 20 seconds. Yeah. So. That's why they had such a high win percentage. It's like, yeah, they, they're going to kick an extra point, basically. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's move on to the other game, which is probably, whew, I would say, the most exciting game I've seen since <laughs> the Patriots Falcon? Well, I mean, last year's Super Bowl was pretty exciting. Pretty exciting, too. Yeah, yeah. exciting yeah. for one team. Well, I mean, the, the, the whole game. Good the whole game. game was exciting. Game. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it, was, it was definitely a good game. Yeah. Like, it did. I mean, the, the Eagles ended up winning, but it was a good game. I, like, I will uh, Yeah, I will say for this this particular game, Mahomes is terrifying. Up 14 nothing did not feel good as a Patriots uh, fan and better. That guy, uh, he is electric. He, he he really has all the tools. I feel bad they uh, they did not support him as well as you would think for a team with that record. But yeah, the Damian Williams experience was very underwhelming. Thirty yards on ten carries. Uh, Sammy Watkins did step up and have a big game, but Tyreek Hill only getting one ball. Like man, that uh, yeah, that was nuts. That well, is not I, I, enough. Yeah, he he scared well, me every time he was uh, you know running uh, split out wide. Terrifying player to go against. Well, the Patriots set up their entire game plan to shut down Tyreek Hill. That was that was their game plan. Kelsey also also really kind of a no show. Not, not a great game for him. Yeah, shut out in the first half, of course, as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, pretty remarkable. Thirty-one points in the in the second half. Uh, not not great for the Patriots defense to uh, to come out and, and give up a thirty-one spot in a half. Um, but the Patriots hold on some somehow, some way. Uh, certainly some interesting calls along the way, uh, some interesting reviews along the way. Things that, uh, you know, obviously we had, what, how many lead changes in the fourth quarter? I mean, just incredible. Three or four. Probably one of the most incredible quarters of football I've ever seen. 38 points scored that, that quarter with, like, yeah, at least four lead changes. Um, I, yeah, I don't, where do we begin here? This was a, a hell of a game. That was a wild game, and uh, I love it every second of it. Uh, I, I think both quarterbacks clearly showed up. And Tom Brady, even after the game, he he went into the locker room. He's like, "Where is Mahomes? Because I need to talk to that guy." He had a fantastic game. Yeah, he's and, stu- uh, he seems stunned after the game. Like he's like, even for a guy who's won the Super Bowl so many times, he was so like like shocked. I, like, that, I mean, uh, he you survived. Have to be, you can pull this stuff off. It's like. Oh, I'm alive. Like, yeah. Like, what? How did that happen? 
Because there were like there were probably six moments I thought the game was lost in this in the fourth quarter alone. I mean the uh, the the tip ball interception that got called back for the offsides, the Edelman thumb play, like oh my goodness, that that had to be one of the most uh, slow motion camera shocking results. Because in in full time, I had no doubt that he touched it and then it was a touchdown for the Chiefs. Yeah, right. uh, obviously not knowing the rule, of course they can't advance it, but still it seemed like guaranteed turnover. But uh, somehow they keep the ball through that. Of course, they end up turning the ball over anyways, and, and Kansas City did score. But, um, yeah, and then, of course, you know, having to score two touchdowns, basically orchestrating two two touchdown drives in the last, uh, in the last what, six minutes of the game. Pretty pretty incredible from Brady. And, and of course, Mahomes as well to answer back uh, in, in between to force that. Um, Oof, yeah, that 40 seconds, and you just run down the field, basically, and scored, uh, scored that field goal. Yeah. And, and had a shot at the end zone before that, too. Uh, pretty, you know, equally equally remarkable. And then kind of the unfortunate uh, coin flip uh, coin flip decided game where, uh, you know, both teams were basically just gassed and, and uh, you know, NPCs watching the offenses go up and down the field for the last uh, 15 minutes of the game. And the Patriots were lucky that, enough to win uh, the toss and, and score it first. Uh, but there is like a evaluation that you can make is that the Pats have done this two games in a row where the first half they're they're playing really well defensively, and first the Chargers and the Chiefs they've basically just given up points at will. Yeah. Um, obviously the the Charger game like they were much farther in hand. What were they? They were up by at least twenty points, right? Twenty eight, I think. Yeah. So like, yeah, you you give up a little like. Uh, morale energy on that but like they just they made that a game uh, it wasn't a game but like they they brought it closer um, probably just on yeah fatigue they probably just don't have the personnel to keep playing four quarters of like uh, playoff football uh, yeah, the, 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 the thing that I think it was the biggest difference was the fact that Patriots were able to run the ball and control the clock with Sony Michelle and the and the Chiefs weren't. And that clearly showed definitely late in the game when, when the Patriots were pounding the ball down the Chiefs' throats. And basically they just had to take it. They had no chance. Like every single play was eight yards running down their throats. Like Another, I, I think uh, relieving feeling or just like uh feels good is like how uh gronk became like a x factor in like the last two series like it's like mm-hmm. oh this this mm-hmm. guy is a hall of famer like <laughs> he, he he can go one-on-one fucking db yeah and then tony romo is already calling the play as it's happening right that, that was special <laughs> like, too right like because he just like he's like he's that like, like, it, like oh he's one-on-one on top uh, like yeah, yeah, the it's ball. going to him it's going to him there's 30 seconds left He's going to Gronk right now. Gronk is the like the he's like Belichick's or McDaniel's uh, GTO. Vin Diesel pulls out of the garage at the end of the movie. He's like, (laughs) I still got this though. I still got you think you you think you got me. I still got this. And uh, yeah, yeah, Gronk really a force. Gronk was the X factor. I think Edelman was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Both both those guys were like came back to form. Huge. So rock solid on those third downs and just he's so just their third down performance is incredible. Yeah, thirteen of nineteen, including three straight third and tens in overtime. I mean, just yeah, that was crazy. Beautiful, beautiful. I mean, Brady. 
he has, I mean, I, I, there are no superlatives for him, but like he's 41 and he is throwing, you could, if you like Photoshopped out the quarterback and just showed the throw out of his fingertips to, you know, to Edelman to, uh, there was the good one to, uh, Walter and, um, and, and yeah, and some of the throws to Gronk, it's like, this guy's still, this guy's still, his arm is still at least 95% of what it used to be. I mean, if you compare him to a yeah. pitcher, like he's still throwing 94. Well, how much of that? Yeah. Uh, is I, I, <laughs> I, I, with his teammates that he's had for the last, you know, five, six years, like he's had a, a poor with Edelman and Hogan, I guess for a yeah. while. And Gronk, yeah, Hogan. Like, yeah. I don't know. I said Mahomes Walter. Is, like his first year in the league, you know, for Mahomes and like, obviously he's super talented, but I think at this point in the season and playoffs where it's like, that experience, that trustworthy, even like, I mean, like he's making laser throws, but it's still, I just like, you love seeing the connection. It's like, okay, they know what they're doing. And it's like all the noise, all the drama. It's like, it doesn't matter. This is their game. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we talked about it. It was not, I will say it was not a huge factor, but the, the coaching difference did make a difference at the end there. Reed um, with the clock, uh, you know, only giving them 39 seconds um, on the back end to be able to come down and tie it. If, if he calls a timeout early, um, when the Patriots are goal to go, then he gets probably a minute, minute and 10 seconds, which gives them, you know, they got, they took one shot at the end zone and he just threw it out of bounds. If they get another 15, 20 seconds, they could take three shots at it. Who, four knows? Shots at it. Who knows? And uh, yeah. that's, you know, that's, I, a small, I, I, that's a small edge that they, small, they, yeah. they gave. Uh, Andy, I, I'm not going to blame Andy Reid on that game. Both teams played very well. Yeah. yeah and Andy Reid, like, in that situation, I can't blame him. Yeah, like, many, many coaches would probably make that mistake. It's a, it's a small mistake, but yeah, two 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 more shots yeah. at the end zone. But uh, yeah, for exactly. me, fuck, they 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 came out to play. Like, I mean, in the second half, they really it was a great game. They came out to at game. home. That's not good. You get shut out at home in the first half. But after that, half, they, they were they were on fire. They showed some <laughs> yeah, they showed some serious heart. I uh, you know that's one of those you go into the if you're a Chiefs fan like that got to be just heartbreaking. But at the same time. You know, it's there's no shame in losing to the best quarterback and the best coach, in my opinion. Like, you you definitely can't look at. We talked about like if they lose, does Reed get fired? Like, no way. Like, he, he's he's no, a top five coach. Like, he, yeah, they they were they were game. one bounce, one tip, one offsides, one penalty, one one a lot of th- one thumb length uh, from from be, from being in they, the Super Bowl, and and that's yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah, they. The only thing is that. You know, when they went to overtime, I lost they the coin flip. <laughs> the, the, yeah, they, that's it. <laughs> so it's funny that you mentioned like, yeah, that, that's like, how small how small the difference was in that game. Like, I think it's, I think it's funny that you say that. I think does that call stand if Element is not wearing red gloves? Hmm. Like, those gloves made it very clear on at least one of the replays, like the one straight on that his right hand was nowhere near it. Yeah, but. It feels like brown gloves or white. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) that is uh, some Zapruder shit right there. (laughs) The fucking man on the 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 bat around the bend on the hill, whatever. Yeah, on the grassy knoll. Yeah, no, that was that was really something, and it 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 feels like uh, you know every team makes plays like they were you were seeing on the third down conversions, but when you see someone do six, seven, eight, nine of them and a span of, I guess, you know, 45 minutes, it, it feels a little bit magical because it's like, how can you, how can, how can you make this throw? How can you be finding these guys in these mm. spots? How to over and over and over again on third down? It just, it's, it's remarkable. And just dropping the bucket, just dropping yeah. the bucket on every big, big time, like third and 12, 
with a minute 10 left, dropping it right in the hands of Gronkowski. No problem. Yeah. And, and I don't know what was more impressive about that game, watching Tom Brady throw the ball or watching uh, or listening to Tony Romo literally telling you everything <laughs> Tom Brady was going to yeah, do. It was amazing. You did, you did hear that there was a report that uh... – CBS gets the. Oh no, that was a joke. Play, the play call. That was a the, PFT commenter. <laughs> hey, hey, no, that could be real news. Yeah, yeah, he was no, great. Was like everybody, everybody's like saying he's a guru. He like speaks the future. This, this podcast <laughs> like, not like, sponsored obvi- by a Guru. <laughs> uh, obvious, obviously, it's a joke. But I mean, literally, he'd just be like, "Oh, look at that formation." I know he's going to fake it, but he's definitely running the ball here. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, and then he run it right down the middle and score a touchdown. I feel <laughs> like a, a lot of NFL quarterbacks could probably tell you what's happening, but he's the only one in recent years that can actually vocalize it in eloquent form. Um, I bet fucking Jameis Winston could call what, what they were going to call there. <laughs> But I'm not. Be- I'm not sure. Like, I, I there think, are some quarterbacks that yeah. are clueless. I, I don't know about Winston, but, but I, I think guys like Alex Smith, like Alex Smith, after his career is over, he'll be a fantastic commentator. That guy's sharp. I he's think he, sharp. Eli Manning probably knew what was happening there, but he's too brain dead to like be able to like, <laughs> say sentences in the five second window that Romo gets or whatever. Right. It's, really- it's just like it, like Jason Witten, right? He he probably has the same, you know, knowledge. He was in the same office as the Romo was in for fifteen years, but like he can't, you know, create never, his own sentences. Uh, but, uh, I the, think the a lot of it is, that... is reading the defense, though. It's like he's looking at the defense yeah. and the set that they're in. And he says, mm-hmm. "Oh, they have yep. the safety. You know, they only have one safety deep. That means it's going to be a pass to the sideline, like because that's what I would do." Yeah, and, and I think yeah, yeah there, it, there aren't a lot of people that can do that. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is. <laughs> And the thing is, Jason Witten, he only had to read a couple of players because he was a tight end on the edge. So he's like, I have to read the defensive end, I have to read the outside linebacker, I have to read the safety. Where sure, the sure. quarterback has to read has to read everybody. He has to read the linemen on the field. He has to read the linebackers. He has to well, read the I'm safeties. I'm saying, like, Troy Aikman probably can read the defense that well. But he... Probably, that's yeah. Not, this is not the way he, he broadcasts. Like, he... Like, yeah, I agree with you. It's yeah. not he. He was not turned uh, like, like trained to be in order his whole life. Like, <laughs> how much of it though is, he, is is like he was trained to do it, and how much of it is like Romo is just a gambler on a hot streak where he guesses right and he just keeps going for it, and like uh, the first time he guesses wrong five times in a row, he's gonna stop guessing forever because he just feels like he's embarrassed himself. And it's, that, it's that funny probably happened like, to Troy season one. He like fucked up yeah, three hundred times in a row. He's like, I'm never guessing again. <laughs> That last drive, um, there were, like, so, like, in that little clip where, like, oh, Romo predicts all the plays that are going to happen. Like, three of them are runs in, like, set packages. And then, like, the other one is Romo or uh, Gronk wide open uh, 1v1. But, like, in that play, he's like, or they could go to Edelman here on the cross. And it's like, oh, they threw it to Gronk. He knew he was throwing it to Gronk. But, but the, well, the, well, the, no, the fact is, early on in the play, early on in that play, you see you see Brady look at Edelman early on in that play. Yeah, but play. he doesn't see that. He just sees that the, you know, the set. He's like, oh, 
Gronk 1v1, that's a good option. Or they could go to Edelman. No, like, I think he, but he, he was not, really to his credit, he said, he said, like, if if he has one-on-one, he'll go to Gronk. If not, he goes on the cross on the inside. And so, like, that's that's reading the play. That's pretty good. Yeah. Is, who has the Super Bowl, by the way? Uh, it, it's it's uh, minus three. No, no, it's not minus the line. The, the, the uh, channels are on. It's CBS, so it's it's Romo, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's no, right. I'm excited. It's, it's going to be Romo and Nance. I like yeah, it. No. Uh, I'm excited for that. I saw somebody I'm open so... a line on Romo. Uh, how many plays will he predict? And it was like seven and a half for the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> That seems low. I believe, I, I, That's I low. That. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I, I believe that, though. he just said, like, oh, this is a run here. Like, does that count? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I was watching. I was watching games where he was he he was doing the Niners or he was doing the the Bills. Like, he called at least half the plays. He'd be no, like, he, oh, lo- lo- I'm, I'm not lo- trying lo- to like diss Romo. I think yeah, he's a blessing to like a rather stale like broadcasting crew that we've had for a long time phil sims nance uh shit uh eggman, eggman and and buck like i i think buck is like underrated people hate him just because he's in every national game and half the I, I think is. i think he's bad i think he's bad in baseball but i think he's fantastic in football i don't think he's bad in baseball i think because half the teams lose the team that loses hates Buck. Yeah, I, I also oh, think I'll, he, I'll go with that point. Yeah. I, I also think he's changed though, like because he I've I've listened to some long interviews with him mm-hmm. where he talks about like basically leading up to just like maybe four or five years ago, he tried to like be his dad, and then right. at some point like someone said something to him or he went through like a little crises and like he decided you know I'm just gonna be myself and be a little bit more casual and a little bit less kind of try to be less of a legend announcing and just just right. you know, be a fan and uh i think i've i feel like especially you know baseball too that he's a lot better yeah like he used to be really like a try like phony stoic kind yes, of guy yes like a um, poor man scully yeah now now he's yeah. like slightly more self-deprecating but he has a great voice like he, he calls the plays he makes I agree games feel I like agree. a big I, game yeah yeah um, I, and the thing is, I, I literally just read his memoir. It's called Lucky Bastard. Um, and yeah. it's it's really good. It's really good. And um, it's really surprising, all the stuff that's actually happened in his life. Um, he was addicted to hair plugs for a long time. And he, what? Uh, yeah, he was addicted to hair plugs for a long time. And it paralyzed one of his vocal cords. That's the reason why he stopped. Yeah. And like little things like that he's very self-deprecating in the book like he seems kind of pompous uh, uh, a lot of the time in his life but he uh but in the book he literally pours his heart out and he's like yeah i when i was younger i was i was brash i was kind of an idiot but um i mean he got the job that's like in his 20s right his first yeah exactly exactly like yeah that's incredible Yeah, so he he got like really yeah, he basically yeah he followed on. his dad on the Cardinals yeah and basically mm-hmm. nepotism inherited the Cardinal job and then parlayed that into a Fox, national uh, job he did Saturday. yeah he he became then, an NFL uh, weekend announcer at twenty five yeah right. damn yeah yeah, but yeah I, so I, it's, it's just like um, replacement level like he's better than Tom Brenneman or. Matt Definitely. Definitely. Or like, yeah, yeah, by far. 
yeah, the, the, yeah like, sure, we'd love, you know, Dwayne Kuyper to do it. Or, <laughs> you know, yeah, those guys are sharp, but, uh, I mean, yeah. if you can't get those guys, like... Jo- Joe is an, a legend. He's a national legend. It, it's same yeah. with Nance. Like, Nance has... He has prestige. Like, his yeah, voice he, makes the his game voice. a big game. Hello, oh, friends, definitely. and welcome to Texas yeah, State. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like John... It's like John for boxing like if, if you remove mm-hmm. john lampley for block boxing like it's a lot it's of the commentators it, sport it's still boxing yeah yeah, yeah. S- same with pat Summerall. like these guys those oh he was great oh, like, boxing God, was one of the most popular on. sports in america for the last uh, up until the early 2000s come on come on uh, it, it's it when these guys come oh, on 80s, yeah when the, the big big voices come on you know it's a big game and that's yeah. That's yeah, part yeah. of the part of the business. I, I love yeah, Dan. Ex- I, no, I totally agree. Like when you ha- hear dude. Buffer, you hear Lampley. Like you know, shit's going down. Like you hear you hear Buck. Like like whether you like Buck or not. Like you hear Buck, you know it's a nationally televised game. You know this is going to be a big opportunity for somebody to win, somebody to lose. It's also I think he has gained prestige just by existing. Because when you think mm-hmm. of announcers, you have to think of their best calls. And as he's gone on, he's accumulated, like, big calls, right? It's like, oh, yeah. and we'll see yeah. you later tonight. Like, there are iconic yeah. calls. And once you have a few of those, like, you start collecting them like they're fucking Pokemon. And you've got Al Michaels. And he's got a fucking 10-minute <laughs> ten 10-minute ten clip of fucking, Can you believe miracles? Ah! Like, there's just, you know, over and over and over. Yeah. And all of a sudden, now I think Al Michaels, I'm like, that's what I think of. I'm like, oh my god, epic moments. Like, this is what I want. Agreed. Uh, I mean, when, when you hear like the Ishikawa call against the Cardinals, <laughs> that's the legendary like, one, Tim Ishikawa. <laughs> yeah, no, he's like going crazy. He's going crazy. He's like, and the Giants return for a third time to yeah, the he... World Series. Like, when you hear the Ishikawa call, like he's a diehard Cardinals fan, and he's just letting yeah, his heart out. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you can't hate on it. Like, the guy's got in, in the big moments but, he shows yeah, up. Yeah, like going going back to colored guys. Romo is one of the better guys in the last for football at least the last. Yeah. I don't know, ten years. It's before him, the only guy I liked as much as him is was Collinsworth, um, who I feel like has right. faded yeah. but is still solid. <laughs> See, another guy that yeah like nationally people i hate chris collins or it's like why no he actually he, analyzes the game yeah yeah it's, it's not a objective like who would you rather hear like they're they're the the floor of those guys is national quality and like the rest are you know Doing your high school basketball game. Yeah, like 80, John, 80... John Gruden was great on Monday Night Football. He was. Oh yeah, he was fantastic on Monday Night Football. Do I think he can can, co- can coach a uh, NFL squad? <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, there's like 15 percent. Good. Yeah, yeah, shoot, shoot. I was gonna say, yeah, there's like 15 percent of the the color guys can do like the you know, whip out the marker and do like, oh, you look at the blocker here. He goes out and picks this guy, like, and, and actually show you what happened. And then the other 80, like 85%, they just, uh, oh, look at that. Boom. Like, and it's like, yeah, you're just a Imagine. poor Madden. Like, 
Yeah, imagine the uh, the Fox Sunday crew, like Howie and Terry, those guys, like yeah. trying to call a game. Like they're all like, uh, you know, animated people, but they couldn't really analyze the game in real time um, better than you know Romo or yeah. the ones that we, we love now yeah. currently. All right. Well, yeah. speaking of big games, we should move on to the biggest game. And that is the Super Bowl, the Patriots and the Rams, a rematch of a Super Bowl long, long ago. Same quarterback and same coach for the Patriots. The league is very, very different. A lot has happened um, in those in those years. But this is a three-point favorite on the Patriots. Uh, this game actually opened one Rams and uh, was quickly bet up to Patriots one, one and a half. And now it has moved to the full three. So you're in New England Patriots where coaching does in fact matter, are three-point favorites in Atlanta against the Los Angeles Rams. Who wants honors on this one? Roy, Roy you carried us this season in a lot of ways uh, with your performance in the, office, in the office pool and and uh, in your other pool and then picking on this thing. So sure, why don't, why don't sure. you kick us off here? Pat's three-point favorites. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree with the move. Uh, all the Pat's money coming in. Um, I think... This weekend uh, cemented the fact that even as an underdog, the Pats are a, a formidable, experienced, well-coached, well-led team that should be favored over anyone. Um, granted, on the road in KC against the one seed was probably a spot where they shouldn't be a favorite, but um, I think it's a no-brainer here. Pats should be favored. Um, it's just, you know, where is the value? Um, three, it's it's at three right now, you said? Yeah, that's right. I uh, yeah, it seems right. I think if it was a three and a half or anything more, you have to like the Rams just because I think that defense will keep them in the game. I don't see this being one-sided one way or the other. I think like both uh, of the conference championship games showed, this could very well go into overtime or be a close game. So the risk is if it's overtime, touchdown, you know, wins it and then it covers on one way or the other. So I think you just have to. For me, my play would be the Pats only laying three. I think they win. I think the experience here, Jared Goff, I think this, you know, the Saints, that was a great spot for them, and they kind of fell flat, as we said. So I think Goff is up against now a much more uh, um, tough, uh, a tough task here. So I think experience sh- shows, and the Pats, um, that's where I'd lean. If there's anything more, if it keeps going to three and a half and up, then I'd be on the Rams just because I think it will be a football game at the end. But I, um, I like the Pats side here. We've got one conversion. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll jump in here. Um, I'm not planning to bet these lines. Uh, they kind of fluctuated too much, too quickly, and I think like in the next week or so, it can move off what the line is. Um, I saw, you know, I, I sent you guys the link about the, the, the Southgate move from two and a half to three. And like within like 15 minutes, they had to get off that line because so much money came into their book. But now that it's sitting at three, I guess it all the way came back. Um, one the the only line that I'm gonna bet on this game is uh, maybe Pat's first half and Rams second half because mm. I, I haven't I've liked like the Pats have you know the prestige. They're not going to be scared. They're going to play their game in the first half, whereas the Rams might be a little more timid. Uh, same with last week. Saints Saints have a, a little more, you know, 
as a franchise recognized playoff team and the Rams, you know, their first showing last year didn't look so great. Um, they, they probably came in a little nervous, which I think could happen in this game. So I'm not sure what the, the first half line would be. It's probably definitely under a, under a three. And then, um, probably fading the Pats in the second it's, half. Uh, yeah. Pats, Pats minus half. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Thanks. Thanks, Tim. Sir, right. weekly flush. <laughs> Thanks for um, muting, buddy. Uh, yeah, first half, uh, Patriots are half-point favorites. How'd it go, Tim? <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. I was just waiting on you guys to finish up there. Yeah, appreciate appreciate that. Yeah, uh, we, we, uh, we tried to guesstimate what the lines were last week, and uh, we all thought it would be under the... the on the other end, right? We thought we thought either the Saints or the Rams. Were... Oh, nope, we lost him. Oh, you're there. You're you're at least. Oh, hey, hey, Army. Yo. <laughs> lost you for a second. Oh, I'm here. Yeah, you're back. Yeah, you just went off. Okay. Um, I, I was just uh, saying that the the line was Rams, whatever plus one last week, and now. It's all the way to three, so you're getting pretty good line value on this on this number. Hmm. Tim? No, I, I totally agree. I really want the Rams to win this game. Really? <laughs> but yeah, I, I do. But the fact is, I Why? I I think the Patriots will win. I, I'm gonna I, I'm a Going to totally agree that the Pats are probably going to win this game. And uh, I'll, I'll take the points on the Pats in, in this one. Uh, uh, giving I, I don't uh, I, I don't think I'll, I don't trust the Rams in this situation. I'll, I'll be honest. It, this is going to be too big for them, in my opinion. I'm very excited. One of the interesting things that we, we didn't cover coming in was that Todd Gurley is not a part of their offense. Yeah, what happened? Are we going to get an answer on that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they say no injury. It's just like they don't like his play style with the team, I guess. Jeez. Or like, yeah, uh, observably, that's what you think it is. Like, he's been healthy and they put him in sometimes, but like. Yeah. It was his 2,000 total yards last year. He was, he was totally disruptive to the to the team last year. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just like C.J. Anderson's like run up the middle style. I don't know. Well, I I, I can understand that at the goal line, but everywhere else, like that type of run style doesn't work anymore. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> like, yeah. you need to be able to throw the ball out of the backfield. You need to be able to have quick slants to the running back. You need to be able to have screens. Like. This is crap. Like, and, and when you hear that kind of stuff, when you have the bet, top three running back in the league and you're not willing to give him the ball because you have a guy that you just picked up in week 15, like, right, but come he on. can run up the floor and gain two yards and wear out the defensive lineman. That's, that's a strategy. That is a strategy. I totally agree. But, but Bill Belichick and the Patriots have never seen that before. Come on, I, I. You think they're holding uh, back their strat for a 200 yard gain, uh, girly for the Super Bowl? 
Well, I'm hoping so, but I don't think so. Like mm -hmm. that that's Yeah, it's a uh, it's a weird turn of, of it's, it's their weird. their favorite. It's yeah. It, it's sure. it's weird. It, it's extraordinarily weird. I mean, Todd Gurley has been the horse for the for the Rams for the last 3 years. It's just and... unnecessary drama that points to more Patriots just being a more solid, well-coached, well-rounded. I I agree. Drama heading into the Super Bowl, I, I, yeah, has been a bad sign. Drama yeah. heading into the Super Bowl for sure. Not good. Yeah, maybe it I is drama. Totally agree. Yeah, I but, totally. We had, we had it last year, right? We had the bullshit with the fucking, uh, you know, Brady Garoppolo agent thing. Brady versus Belichick yep. nonsense, yep. like. Yep. And yeah, mm -hmm. that was the conversation. At least as a fan, it felt like that had to be somewhat of a distraction. Um, yeah, and then there was like, oh, there's a power struggle between Brady, Garoppolo, Belichick, and Kraft. Yeah, like, yeah. and that was everything going on during the like play, not only during the playoffs, but also Super Bowl weekend. Like, and and Garoppolo hadn't even been part of their team for eight weeks. Like, yeah, yeah. like so, so what's going a, on here? It's a whole diva situation. They're worried about paying Gurley in the future or something. No, I don't know. I'm just saying that the, the it's a it's a it's a distraction. And it's, it's those something. don't seem to work out oh, well for yeah. distraction. Super Bowl teams. Yeah. I think it's, I think they're real. I mean, we've seen different varying levels of it, but like you know, from the dramatic where you have uh, uh, you know Dan Marino getting kidnapped, or uh, or you've got, <laughs> <laughs> or you've got the, Raiders, <laughs> the Raiders center disappearing the day before the Super Bowl. Like they can be pretty sure. disruptive for sure. Um, okay, so yeah, and and that was in 2004. Yeah, not that long. <laughs> like, what the hell? I, I've asked this. Uh, I've asked this a lot, probably of you guys. Like, what ha what level of player has to disappear the night before the Super Bowl for them to not play the game? Yeah, like, it's Peyton Manning. Yeah, right. It, it, they there is a level right where the player just doesn't get to play. Is it if the best wide receiver in football doesn't show up, do they continue with the game? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. What about the best it's, running it's back? Brady or Peyton? Yeah. Like, if the quarterback yeah. doesn't, be the quarterback. The quarterback like, yeah. Or the coach. Yeah, I think the head coach, co head coach, and quarterback would be hard to play the game without, unless there was some evidence that there's no foul play. But but it's also different. Like in Ace Ventura, like if the guy's being <laughs> ransom, there's there's probably other yeah. like like security issues that you can't. The... But that was pretty damn close. The center literally didn't even show yeah, up. Yeah, he was an all-pro. He was an all-pro yeah, center. Yeah. Didn't show up to the pre-practice the day before, and didn't show up the day of for pre-practice. My God, I would. Oh, I would have. You gotta be worried. Like, what yeah. the hell happened here? Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah, if someone was missing the day before the game, like, wouldn't you just spend like a million dollars and send people looking for him, like? That's pretty important. But anyways. Uh, all right. Well, I'll give my take on the game. I think yeah, first I'll start with, uh, like, hopefully my ob objective take on the line. And then I'll sort of fade into uh, Patriots fandom. Um, so I think uh, I think if I were to have made this line, I would have made it Patriots 1. Uh, I think 3 is a couple points too many. Um, we've talked about doing analysis based on, like, what are not necessarily just, like, what is the average value of each team on a power rank? Oh, this team is three points higher than that team or one point higher than that team. Uh, just thinking about like likelihoods. I feel like there are like, this is a pretty close game in talent, uh, but there are like two ways it goes, right? So if the Patriots get out to an early lead, I think they actually win fairly easily because I don't see, I mean, I, I was impressed with Goff last week. I thought he played very, very well, you know, closer to his, probably pretty close to his ceiling. I mean, he made, you know, he, 
give them credit. The Saints, the Saints didn't play well, but the Rams did do what it took to convert some tough third downs and, and come back in that game. So I was impressed with him, but I don't see him as a Mahomes-style guy that can come back from 14 or 17 down and uh, and and you know run up a 30 a 30 spot in the second half. Uh, but the other way it goes is the Rams jump out early, and then you've got yourself, you know, a, a, a really tight game. So I think if if you look at that as the line game, then I think uh, there's probably like, or as far as like a likelihood of it being close game, then I I, I like the the points. Um, but that said, I think for for a lot of the reasons you guys have said, you know, I'll I'll just hammer it again. I think coaching matters. Um, and and if I can have the best coach of all time and the best quarterback of all time against an unproven coach in his second or third year and an unproven quarterback in his second or third year, uh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll go down, I'll go down fighting with Belichick and Brady. Fair point. Fair argument. Um, I think, there, yeah, you know, shoot Roy. Yeah, it's you. Just, I mean, just from what I saw last week with the Rams, they beat up on a fairly hapless inept Saints team that, you know, didn't target Michael Thomas, was running Mark Ingram. It just seemed like they were so unsaint like and the and the Rams barely beat them squeaked by just it, initially my assessment is that this is a bigger mismatch than it seems of course the reality is that's not true like it'll be a probably a tightly you know a close game as as most are but I, I just I can't maybe I'm just fading the Rams too hard and just haven't really been on them for the full like second half of the season but I just don't well the defense is good but I, I feel like just there's a mismatch here like that's, I think that's still the question mark right is like the defense has a high ceiling, That's but true. they don't live there. Like they're they're more of they're a, they have a very a huge variance, and and I think that's one of the things that makes this game hard to predict because, you know, they in on paper they have the type of team that can stop the Patriots' offense, right? It's like can you pressure Brady rushing rushing four, right? And that's always been the case. That's how the Giants beat the the Pats twice. Um, you know, that's how the Seahawks almost beat the Patriots. It's like you can if you if you can rush. Just your linemen and get pressure on Brady. You can stop the Patriots. Uh, the Rams have the players to do that. Donald is a, a monster. They've got a couple of other guys who are, you know, they, they look like gods out there at times. But there's also times where it's like, it's been two quarters and I haven't heard Aaron Donald's name mentioned. Um, and so yeah. it's kind of hard to know what team they well, are. He's, they an interior, he's an interior lineman. I mean, that, that, that stuff happens. The, the thing is at the edges like the edges need to compete consistently yeah. and yeah. Do they have a straight hand performance in them? Yeah, exactly. And, and that don't happen. Like the interior like has on and off days, but the edges have to consistently compete and you don't always see that from the ramps and that's where they struggle. Hmm. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the line over under currently is at 57 and a half on Bavada. It opened at 58, um, and I saw stories that it, it pushed all the way up to 60, uh, and then it moved all the way back down to, to where it is now on potential like middling and sharps playing the line into a place that they like. It looks um, it looks high to me. Um, again, I, I bet the under on both games. Like I, I would have lost the, the second game. Um, but I, I just think, like, the lines are always, like, overinflated for big games. Um, I'm not going to bet it here. I think it, like, come game time, it might go a little bit farther. Um, that's where I might bet um, yeah, it's the actual game lines. In a perfect environment, no adverse conditions. 
Yeah. Th- thirty-one. This is a thirty-one twenty-seven. Is is the over right now? That seems within reach. I think if you're sure. gonna, if you're gonna shoot at an under, first half is where I would look. Yeah. Because the the defenses in the second half, especially in these playoff games, like they really oh, fade. Man. They fade hard, and especially the the thing that I think I would add in, you know, to my analysis of the game is what what makes the Patriots really attractive is they will come up with a new way to play the game based on what they see. And so you can't actually predict like, well, the Rams can stop the run or they can rush the pass. And because the Patriots are relying on the pass, they will, they will stop them. Like, because we've seen the Pats go from one week, you know, the, 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 the team that they, the offensive approach that they took against the chargers, very different against than what they did against the chiefs. Same thing on defense. Uh, they really have different approaches based on the personnel that they're going against. And I would be surprised if they don't have something unique for golf. Uh, on the defensive side and and you know if you ask me what their offense is like like it's one of the things about the patriots that is so hard to bet about them in the super bowl is like the over-unders on uh yardage and carries and touches and receptions because they could vary if you told me that sonny michelle ran 35 times in this game i would believe you if you told me he ran three three times in this game i would also believe you it's just they, they will go in so many different directions and if they feel like they have an edge in one area they'll just push all their chips in there um and so it makes it kind of hard to predict w- without knowing what that plan is going to be um in in a way like a more traditional team uh hey this is a team that wins by doing this uh well yeah nice a great point all right well I'm I'm fired up about this game. I don't know about you What's, guys, but this feels like a it's gonna be a great game. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited about this game. I, I think both offenses are fantastic, and if the Rams defense shows up, this will definitely be a close game. And I don't really trust the the Patriots defense that much, mm-hmm. but the fact is, the Patriots offense you know will show up in this game. I'll tell you what, to me, if, if there is one correlation that you can look at and, and you'll be able to tell who won this game, it's Jared Goff's line. I mean, it's, it's yeah. probably oversimplifying yeah, it, I but agree. like, yeah, I, I, I actually don't, I mean, maybe we were joking earlier, but like, I, I actually, if, if Gurley runs for five yards, they could still win. Uh, if Goff doesn't throw for, you know, a couple hundred yards and if he turns the ball over once or twice, I don't think they can win. That he has to have a, he has to have a good game. Yeah. Like he's got to rise up yeah, like Foles game. did last year. And, and, you know, stand up to Brady and stand up to the Pats for, for their team to have a chance. I don't see a different way for them to win, whereas I think I the Patriots have multiple ways to win. I was telling you last week, you said that uh, the golf uh, played much better than you thought he would. I thought early in the game, he yeah, he was sailing passes. But later in the game, yeah, he looked like he honed in. He, he felt confident and was actually playing pretty well. He outplayed Brees. Um, yeah, for sure. But, like, I, I just think, like, if he's able to – yeah, he's a – yeah, outhouse castle guy. He he could be a fucking dog. Or, yeah, if he just – I don't know, clutches up. Watkins, be, I yeah. think uh, he's he's a guy to watch. He was scary for – I mean, we bet on the Saints. I think – did we all bet on the Saints last week? And uh, I don't know about yeah. you guys, but I was – the guy I was most afraid of was Watkins over and over. I mean, his size and speed combination was really hard for the Saints to handle, harder than I expected. And uh, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what uh, Stefan Gilmore has in store for for uh, for Watkins if if they end up targeting him as the number one. Um, but that guy, that guy physically, uh, I don't know if how much of it is like you know when he was in Buffalo, he was a dangerous threat. But he feels like a, a big playmaker that that could have an impact in this game. 
Well, are you talking about Sammy Watkins? Sim Watkins was on the Chiefs. Yeah, he was on the Bills, though, like several years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, like in his heyday. Yeah, yeah, but he's no longer in the postseason, oh, wait. though. Okay, so who, was I, who am I thinking of? Uh, the receiver on the, the Rams that popped off. Uh, oh, Brandon Cooks, yeah. Gosh, oh, Brandon Cooks, yeah. yeah he was on my mind, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was on the Patriots last year. I, I, so, by the way, I was scared uh, yeah. of Watkins. I was scared of Watkins last week. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, I was like, are you talking about Sammy Watkins yeah, yeah, who's sorry. no longer in the postseason? <laughs> uh, I, was scared of, uh, I was so scared of him that I'm still scared of him, and his team has been eliminated. Uh, no, Cooks, uh, you know, potential revenge game there for Cooks. Yeah, for, he was getting open with ease. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. He was on. He was on the Patriots last year. Got traded. Yeah. Now he's on the Rams. Everything but, I said about everything um, I said about Watkins applied to Cooks because I was afraid of him as a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, he he had a great game last week. He, no, Brandon Cooks really did have a good game last week. No, I totally understand those feelings. I was like, you're oh. saying all these things, great things about Sammy Watkins. <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> he's not playing in this game. Oh, I was man. confused. <laughs> I was really confused. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. No, I definitely get where you're coming from. He played a great game last week. I'll, I'll also notch up McVay because I know we were kind of hard on him and kind of hard on the Rams, which I feel like, Roy, you kind of pointed out as a uh, one reason maybe we're fading them this is just this week is or you know for the Super Bowl is because we've been fading them for a few weeks and we're kind of like, hey, we've been betting against them. We've been sort of, yeah, we've been fading them. Um, is uh, the the fake the fake that was um, that changed the game? That was legit. That was that, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. legit. It was fourteen nothing at that point. He makes the fake punt, changes the game, changes the whole momentum of the game. Yeah, that really, I was impressed, yeah. and uh, that to me felt like okay, he he stepped up as a coach to take that shot, um, and 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 make that happen. So certainly, uh, I, I yeah, I think we all agree it's gonna be a close game. Should be a good one. Pretty pumped up, and uh, shit, it's been a hell of a season, boys. We'll uh, we're gonna try. I think. Anyone have any uh, prop bets yet? Yeah, we can the, do. Pro- uh, Why don't we do props next week? Why don't we do props next week? Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Let's save some. We've gone for over an hour already. Um, Roy, do you have any good ones? I'm ready to bet them. <laughs> I was just going to do the uh, national anthem. Oh god. Who who's singing the national anthem this year? Gladys it Knight. Is Gladys. Oh, it's Gladys Knight. Oh my goodness. Two minutes. <laughs> right, is that what we're looking at? Two minutes. Right. No, yeah. No, it's like one forty-five. Yeah. Yeah, one forty-five, two minutes minimally. Like, yeah, yep. well, I think, I think she's gonna belt it out. one forty-five. This has got to be her last like national. Last leg. Yeah, yeah, last legs right here. Oh yeah. my goodness! Um, All right, yeah, I've we'll already come... bet. A, I bet a couple props. Go I'll go over them real quickly. I bet. Um, how many times will Ted Rath be mentioned on the broadcast? That was. <laughs> Three and a half, I bet the under. That that's the guy who's like chasing around McVeigh, right? <laughs> and uh I think that's there's no way they they sure yeah, might mention him once I or agree. twice, but yeah, four times, no fucking way. Uh no, I, I bet the will the government shutdown last past the Super Bowl. <laughs> I bet bet yes. Oh uh, so, yes, I'll bet yes on that. And oh. then uh oh. no team punts in the game. Was minus fourteen hundred. I took a no. <laughs> what they will yeah, they will the, they will punt the football. <laughs> yeah, they will punt the football at some point. Yes, I agree. Uh, 
All right. Well, we'll come back and do a few more of these next week. I think it, um, yeah, we definitely want to, we definitely want to keep the podcast going, uh, you know, even past the Super Bowl. I'd like to, uh, there's plenty of stuff to talk about gamble on. Yeah. Let's talk straight on movie. Yeah. TV shows. I I think TV shows would be a lot better than movies at this point. Movies have been dog shit. Like I'll be honest with you. I've been concentrating. You don't think Black Panther is the best picture nominee? Oh my goodness. Come on. Racist. (laughs) My God. Wow. Oh, How could geez. you be so racist? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Will Mark Wahlberg yeah, Blade, attend the game? Blade, Blade, Blade was the first <laughs> Marvel black hero, and he came out in 98. Come on. Let's get out of here. Shaft, <laughs> Shaft wasn't a Marvel hero? No, Shaft was not a Marvel hero, but Blade is. <laughs> Will Billy McFarland... Hold on. Will Billy McFarland be caught selling counterfeit tickets to the Super Bowl? <laughs> Yeah, he's the fire festival guy in prison. Did you see? Did you see the one? Think that lawyer from New Orleans suing the NFL will win. It was like, hey, hey, Wes, Wes, you saw that fire festival uh, documentary? What is it called? I really want to see that. There's, there's, it's the one to watch is on Hulu. Fire fraud. Yeah, fire fraud. The Hulu one is better than the Netflix one. Yeah. The Hulu one is better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's. A uh, I want to see. Uh, I just want to see one of them because I, I really want to know what happened. Like I under have an underlying understanding of the history, but <laughs> it's great. I really want. Yeah. yeah, I really want to know what ended up happening. Was like Ja Rule fucking went way out of his gourd to create this festival, <laughs> and then like had no backing at the end of the day. It's great. You'll enjoy it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's something special alright let's wrap the episode there we'll come back and do props next week um, enjoy the Pro Bowl enjoy a weekend away from the NFL because the Pro Bowl is not really a game um, no, it's and, not. Uh, and yeah we'll talk no. next week about some props maybe we give a little uh, some Vegas tips um, and, talk about uh, movies and uh, TV shows that are good yeah 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 Thrones is in April good. so there's there's plenty to talk about oh yeah oh yeah alright we'll see you guys next week thanks everybody next week uh, guys. Night, guys. later